This is Xan Anderson. Welcome to the Principal Podcast today. You know, I've we're going to talk about something that we've talked about in the past, but it's such an important thing. I feel like I need to hit on it again. My brother is a really smart guy. He went to Harvard. He graduated with a master's degree in education. And he and I really like to talk about education together. And um, one of the things that he said that was so profound that has stuck with me is he said, you know, the best outcomes with children happen when parents act like they're the CEOs of their children's education. I want you to think about that. You are the CEO of your children's education. It's not the government. It's not some outside something. It's not some agency at the government. It's not some, you are. And as such, that's an amazing responsibility, but it's also a super fun, awesome opportunity. And it may sound a little bit overwhelming at times. You're saying, so I'm in charge. Yeah, the buck stops with you. That's the truth. So if your kids are well-educated, if they're raised well, you get that's your responsibility. And if they're not, that's also your responsibility, which can be a burden. And it can even be a little bit scary to think, hey, I'm the CEO. Well, let me give you a few things to help you for those of you who are just kind of new to this concept. Being a CEO doesn't mean that you have to do everything for your children. It doesn't mean you have to homeschool them 100% of the time. That's not what it means. What it means is that you stay really keyed in and you realize that you can change providers and outsource or maybe take over some of the education yourself if it, if, if, if it deems necessary. So let me give you an example. If you were a CEO and one of your employees was doing something that was completely against the company mission and completely against company policy, would you continue to have that employee? Well, you might go in and have a talk with the employee and, and have a frank conversation and, and see if you could work it out. Maybe you could. On the other hand, if, if, if the employee continued to go down this road, you would have a right as a CEO to say, hey, you know what? It looks like maybe we should uh, you know, pursue opportunities other places. We're going to pursue opportunities other places, and it's just not a good fit at this, at this time. And if you can have that kind of attitude with your children's education, and let, let me give you an example. Um, I'm not the best person to teach my kids how to swim. I've tried. I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good swimmer myself. You know, I went as a boy scout and I had a life-saving merit badge and swimming merit badge and I'm pretty good. And we've worked and they've become pretty good, but I realized that me handling that, that part of their education, it would be better if I outsourced it. So my wife and I did a little research and we decided to find a swim teacher and we found actually a couple that were really good and were able to help our kids learn to swim. In fact, they're involved in it right now. And so as a CEO, I said, you know what, we're going to outsource this because I realize I'm not the best. Um, I want you to think creatively. A lot of people think, well, I just have to send them to the government run school, whatever the nearest government's run school is that I'm in the area. That's where I have to send them. And I don't believe that's true. Now, I think there's ways to be creative. Let me give you an example. We live in an area where they have what's called a Chinese immersion program, where you can actually send your kids to school. And normally for about half the day, they'd speak Chinese and half the day they'd speak English. 
And after going to there for you know a number of years, they'd probably be pretty good at Chinese. We thought that learning Chinese with the way the world's going would be a great opportunity for them to learn. But there was some part of the things that we wanted not to outsource to the school. And so we basically went in and we had a conversation and said, hey, we'd like to have our kids in the Chinese program, but we're going to take care of these other things in different ways. Now, as a CEO, you can decide to educate them yourself. Um, let me give you one example. I am pretty good at math. And my one of my kids was not doing as well at math, I could tell as, as uh, she needed to do. And um, should have known her times tables and didn't. So we decided on this particular one, I was going to take over. And so we've developed a system in the mornings and some other times where I'll actually work with flashcards and helping my, 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 my kids learn math. And I think it's gone really well. In fact, probably better than it would have gone at, the, at, at any school because we've gone really fast. And I know my kids and we can make it fun. And, and, and we do a really good, fun job. But like swimming, I'm not the best one. So I decided to outsource that. Teaching my kids Chinese, I'm not the best one. So I decided to outsource my, my uh, education on that. Um, but when you decide to become the CEO, you might do a hybrid of things. You might say, well, I'm going to you know, put them in a private school or I'm going to put them in a public school. I'm going to homeschool. I'm going to do a little bit of both. I'm gonna, maybe I'll have somebody who's really good at swimming, teach my kids to swim. Maybe I'll have somebody who's really good at karate, teach my kids karate. Maybe I'll just have somebody who's really good at math. I can figure out a, a way to get somebody who's good at math to, to teach my kids math. But if you take that attitude that you're the CEO and the buck stops with you, instead of just checking it out and letting the government or some outside organization that you're not aware of. It could be a private school, it could be a public school, it could be anything, even a tutor. If you're not keyed in and realizing what's going on, then you will, you'll miss opportunities to teach your children. And so I guess the purpose of the podcast today, I would hope that you would start thinking, you know, this is an opportunity. Now, for some of you who may be afraid, you know, I once talked to someone and they were kind of afraid to even think about doing part of the education themselves. They said, gosh, I cannot do this. I mean, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educator. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, let me give you a little bit of hope. When I was talking to my brother as well, and he, he mentioned a study um, that I believe goes something like this. They, 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 they found that the number of turns in a conversation, I don't remember the study, but I remember talking to my brother about it, is correlated with intelligence. So if I'm talking to you, let's pretend I'm talking to my, my son and he's asking me a math question. If he comes and says, hey, dad, I don't understand how to do this division problem. And then I say, well, son, tell me what you don't understand. That was one turn in the conversation. Did you see that? So he said he didn't understand. And I said, well, tell me what you don't understand. And then he could say, well, I don't understand how you carry the ones or I don't understand how to do this or this or this algebra, whatever it is. He can say, tell me what he doesn't understand. And then I can come back and we can go like this. Now, the more turns in a conversation you have is linked to better outcomes. Well, guess what? As a parent, you could probably have more turns in, an, in, a, in, a, in a conversation with your child than they would have in hours and hours of school. You could probably do it in one fifth time or one fourth time, maybe in one tenth time, have more actual good conversations where if you're really keyed in and checking in and say, well, tell me what you don't understand about 12 times tables. Tell me what you don't understand about algebra slopes. Let's see if we can look it up. Let's go look, work on it together. And, you know, maybe even get the teacher's edition of some math books or something. So you can, you know, obviously wouldn't let them see it, but you could, you could help work through some things because you're the CEO. 
which is a great opportunity. So what I'm trying to say is if, if, if people in the organization that you're the CEO is, which is your, your children's education are not teaching your kids real principles, things that are really going to help them in life. In other words, if they're teaching real principles, keep them. There's some great educators out there. Wonderful educators. I love teachers, love education, love all the effort they put into it. But if they're not aligned with how you teach your kids correct principles, then maybe it's time to outsource, or maybe it's time to take over some of it yourself. Be creative, find a way, but be brave. The reason I told you about those turns in the conversation is because if you're able to sit there with your children or your child or children and have some of these conversations and read and ask questions, a lot of times your ability to help them form new neural connections quickly is much better than in a class where there's maybe 30 kids and the teacher's kind of talking and there's no turns in the conversation. You actually have an opportunity to do that. So, so be brave, be brave when you're thinking about um, doing this. Um, I suspect that it's going to become more difficult. I suspect with the current uh, climate that there's going to be uh, a lot of people who do not think it's okay for parents to be the CEOs of their education. I would say, even if people say you're not, you have a responsibility and an opportunity, a privilege and a, and a, and a weight to teach your kids the correct principles. So please, if you go, I hope you had some ideas about how you as a parent, and it's fun, learn to outsource, learn to find people who are smart to help you. Maybe talk to some people who are a little bit more involved with their kids in education. If you're not, you could talk to people who homeschool. You could talk to people who are outsourcing to um, kind of outside suppliers, you know, um, are they sending them to a violin teacher or a piano teacher or a karate master? Are they sending them, are they sending them to a tutor? Are they tutoring themselves? Are they doing a part homeschool, part public school? Are they doing a little bit of, I mean, how are they doing it? And um, gosh, there's so many things you can do today as a parent. What you, what you can't afford to do is be checked out. Um, if you leave the education to some entity out there, whether it's the government or somebody else, and you're not really knowing, Gosh, missing some great opportunities to influence the next generation. So please, please, please find a way to get involved with your children's education and take responsibility. It's fun. This is X Zane. Thanks for listening to the Principal Podcast. This is X Zane Anderson. Thank you for joining me on the Principal Podcast today. You know, I wrote a book called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die that has a lot of my thinking and thoughts about the best principles. For those of you going through painful times right now, remember with Christ, our greatest pain can become our greatest strength. In fact, our pain, I believe, is just our superpower and embryo. And remember, no matter the question, love is the answer. I love you as much as I can for not having met you in person. Thanks for joining me.